Well, everybody, welcome back to Desert Streaming. We are so happy to have here our special guest, Christy May Jesse. Glad to be here. Christy May is uh, here just on a segment this month when we're Katie and I are talking about relationships and how each of us are made for gift giving and gift receiving and all of the fits and starts that go with that. And Christy May is a wonderful Living Waters leader here in Kansas City. She's yes. been a part of Living Waters for how long? Uh, on and off since 1991. Wow. Whoa, how many years is that? That I was even. Oh wait, no, I was bored before that. I was like, I wasn't even alive. I was thriving. I got my learner's permit. I wasn't alive. Okay. We, oh, is that true. There's so many things I don't like about you. And I save that for the pod. So but it's great to have you all here. Yes, We're thank glad you. Glad to be here. Well, Christy so, May. Oh, yes. After yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's great to have you around. You, uh, Christy May is uh, also has a witness in our guidebook. Ooh. So oh, if you do not have the guidebook. What chapter, Marco? Um, I, don't I don't know. It's about... Do you know? I think it's I'm going to let Christy make, yeah, roots. Of oh. sexual brokenness. Or you guys keep so, changing Okay, well, that's oh, every yeah. chapter. Oh, the <laughs> chapter on roots of sexual brokenness. I think that's one, two, three, four, five, like six. <laughs> the very <laughs> early roots. Oh, is it chapter one? Is no, it chapter ten? Oh. I don't know. Identifying just, brokenness, name resuming it, go, the journey. Go, go, go. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, chapter, chapter 10. ten. Got it. Maybe. I win. <laughs> and I lose. And I Katie loses. So before we get into this... <laughs> Do you just need to say that the Chiefs are back-to-back world champions? We have a dynasty. Gosh. We have the greatest of all time. Yep. We're going to three-peat. Yes, we are. Hardest road to the playoffs ever. Mm. Or in the playoffs. Overtime win. Overtime win. Under pressure. The two receiving touchdowns, or the two touchdowns, are MVS and McCole Hardman. Yeah. (laughs) Take that world <laughs> katie you're probably so excited I, i'm so like this excited. is the this is the day of the year yep. Espe- it, the chiefs are in you're I'm like locked thriving. in and it's fat tuesday <laughs> it so. is fat oh, tuesday yeah, oh, filming this i mean uh, as of recording as of, of recording, course yeah. i don't know when you're listening we're beginning to lent tomorrow <laughs> we're beginning lent it's mardi gras <laughs> is this mardi gras yeah oh I wish I was. Mardi Gras means Fat Tuesday. Oh, now we got the two brainiacs. I don't know any dead languages, and I'm going to be shunned. French is not really a dead language. Oh, and that is a dead language. It is dead. Just clarify. In my America, you've offended a whole nation. In my America, it's a dead language. That's why I eat freedom fries. Have you heard of the lingua franca? Anyway, the Chiefs are back-to-back champs. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's Way to go, Chiefs. It means Historic. I get a day off. I love it. Chiefs, <gasps> yes. we love you. We Great love you, tomorrow. Chiefs. We love you. Harrison Butker, listen. Harrison Butker. Guys, get your connects. Come Harrison on. Butker. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. I mean, but also Harrison Butker. We yeah. would start there. He's yeah, a good absolutely. Catholic. Absolutely, yeah. Boy, man. <laughs> My question is, how is he going to celebrate Ash Wednesday <gasps> and the parade know. at the same time? And you have to fast. I know. I don't, I think okay, guys. Well, it doesn't have to be like this demure day. Like... Well, it's not going to be. He's going to be in a parade. <laughs> okay, Marco's like, no, guys, be cool with Catholicism. Catholicism <laughs> is cool, and I'm laid back. Well, you'll act like, you act like, you act like Ash Wednesday. You can't, like, laugh. Well, or... it's, you aren't supposed to. You are supposed to be sad on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> like, emotionally, From you have to, like. ashes to ashes, dust to dust, <laughs> and you're supposed to be but doing in between, it's a party. dance? Like, it's a sad day. You I have to induce, like, an emotional sadness? I mean, I think you should just be, like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. 
I'm a little sad. quieter today. I'm sad today. I'm somber today. And that is going to be me tomorrow. Because Catholics have to fast. Are you going to pray? No. Well, we have to work. Oh. My dad's an overlord. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you have to fast. So I read today because I don't really oh, yeah, know please things. And then I learn as a Catholic thing. So I'm like, now I need to know. So, okay. But this is the fasting for Catholics. You can have one full meal and then two tiny two meals tiny that, that don't together don't make a, a meal. meal. It's like, that is not fasting. That is just bad eating habits. Also, <laughs> I learned about this last night, actually. Oh, no. Don't, is it going to make me do things It wasn't harder? until 1800, the Industrial Revolution, that they let you have the two. Oh, because yeah, back in the day, people were like working 18 hours <laughs> in a factory with a, like is a that coal right? mine. Yeah. Wow. Well, and now we need that in 2024. <laughs> So I'm sitting at a desk. <laughs> it used to be only one meal, and wow. then they added a collate, which is what they call the. Oh yeah, I think that's, that's right. Mm, oh, mm-hmm, that's they, right. So they yep. added the it's one French. partial meal wow. in the 1400s, and then they added the second partial meal in the 1800s. I learned well. this from Wow. And now we get to reap and we're so excited. the benefits of <laughs> oh these OSHA-free yeah. anyway. <laughs> industries. Thank God for our forefathers who labored tirelessly so that I could have my two little meals. Two Tapas. snacks that don't Tapas. equal a meal. <laughs> Although it's supposed to be vegan, just so you know. Vegan? Are they really? Uh, no. Uh, no, I'm not taking that on. I get meat free. No, no, no. I'm not taking on vegan. No, like, I, like an apple. I'm not taking that on. Nope. Is that the law? Is that like? No, it's just tradition. Oh well, tradition. Tradition. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's no, like I, I don't want an apple. I want an egg roll. That's me, my type of snack. <laughs> yeah. People are like, I'm gonna have some granola. I'm Crab like, ragoon. I want, I want General's out chicken. Crab ragoon may be vegan because there's nothing natural in them. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like. I'm like, great. This is vegan. <laughs> this is like a nacho. No, it's got cream cheese. <laughs> but that might not be dairy. Kitty, don't act like I I'm ruining your Ask Wednesday it, plans. America, Did you just buy like crab our ragoons? Our faithful or? fifty watchers. <laughs> I, I can't stand Marco Casanova. <laughs> Oh, for the record. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I was choked on my own spit. Okay, so. Let's get started. Um, yes. Okay, um, Christy, we just really want you to share your witness focusing on the process of your own healing and coming out of gender confusion and into like gift giving. So kind of give us a little bit of recap on that. Okay, the fast version. No, take your time. Slow. Yeah. Slow version is online. Just make somewhere. sure you, you really talk into the mic. Sorry. It's an hour and a half online. So <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, medium version. <laughs> <laughs> I've been that medium. I have to just Google. I think if you Google Christy May Lesbian, there it is. <laughs> and all two parts. Are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> Christy May Lesbian. <laughs> there you go. There's a video, too, of me wow. with a shirt that does not fit me well. <laughs> And that's the way it is. Media. Lives Don't forever. you love it? Can't erase. It's enshrined it's forever. I, 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 way lesbian will never <laughs> be removed from Google, no matter Christy how hard May you God. try. Christy May lesbian. All right. Well, on that happy note, I came into the faith as a self-defined lesbian. Mm. I became a Christian. Um, actually, my conversion story is very cool and very long, but... Um, my first Bible study, I'll never forget this. I walked in, and the Bible study leader looked at me and said, are you a man-hater like the rest of us? Oh, and wow. I was like, this is awesome. I found my home. Whoa. But here's the thing. Like, all of these women that were in this Bible study, 
they were all athletes and they had all been sexually abused oh. by their coaches. And oh, so wow. what happened was what was so transformational for me is I'm like, yeah, I'm a man hater. This is fun. But they were like, I'm a man hater and I don't want to be a man hater. Wow. Mm. And I want to be healed. I want to be free. I want to, I want to walk in the, what God created me to be. And yeah. for me, that was the ground of my conversion. Wow. Like I was like, what are these women have? What are they doing? Ah, this is not the life I'm living. I had been uh, in lesbian relationships and, that while they were killing me, they were definitely the bomb that was covering the wound. You know, mm -hmm. they were a terrible bomb, but they were. I was in so much pain mm -hmm. that they were they were doing the trick to an anesthetize mm -hmm. all that pain. But these women were like, "Nope, tear it off. We're gonna go deep," and that that was the ground of my conversion. And what what like what was it? Was this like a Bible study? Yeah, or? it was a Bible study. It was really? like this just group of athlete, <coughs> athletes at my college that had gathered together for a Bible study, and we're just pressing, pressing, pressing in. And can you please specify what college that was? Oh, my goodness. No. It's a very good <laughs> college. It was a big one on the West Coast. On the West Coast. It's very good. But And can you, that, I just wanted to see if you would say it, but okay. <laughs> you want Stanford University. Stanford. We have a Stanford grad That's a big podcast. deal. I graduated. It's impossible to get into Stanford. It's always impossible. I'm trying to get my daughter. I'm like, me. It's no impossible. Way. You have to. I read about it all the time in like Silicon Valley because yeah. all the kind of oh, wonder wow. kids go to Stanford and then they drop out because they're like, "This is boring. I want to make a yeah. billion dollars in crypto." <laughs> exactly. You have to make the billion dollars in crypto before you. <laughs> exactly. That's the baseline. Um, but you mentioned sort of the balm of these lesbian relationships for these wounds. Can you kind of go into maybe more like what were those wounds? That yeah, yeah. So, so I, so I became I, I accepted the Lord and accepted the fact that I wasn't going to be able to be a lesbian at the same wow. time. Like that wow. was part of my conversion. Wasn't nobody? Can we put to, a pin in that? I know. I want to go back to that really statement. Important. Well, I think that I mean I think that that one of the things that we need to recognize as believers that don't we like we forget that what we're offering is freedom and life. Amen. And so there's this there's this fear that we're going to offend the gay people by saying God wants something else for you, but actually yeah. the bondage was real for me. Yes. Like, I remember I'll never forget the most important conversation I think in my whole life. I was with my my coach. I was a rower. My coach was like the only Christian crew coach in the country. Wow. And I said to her, I said, I, I want to become a Christian, but I like sin too much. And that was code for, but I'm a lesbian. And I don't want to give that up. Mm. And um, she said, well, what do you think sin is? And I said, well, I guess it's whatever the Bible says is wrong. And she said, um, actually, I think a better definition of sin might be sin is anything that hurts you. Wow. Wow. And it was, it was the perfect thing to say mm -hmm. because I was in so much pain from the relationships that I had been in. And I, I could feel that, you know, while I came into the gay relationships in pain, I then added pain yeah. <laughs> with these. And I had this relationship had just fallen apart and I could feel like my guts were just falling out of my side. It was one of those really emotional breakups. And mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, 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 this is pain. Sure. Wow. So if you're telling me, like suddenly it, like, it all clicked together. <coughs> it's like, oh, you mean that God wants me not to feel that pain anymore. Yes. Mm. And so I was Good. able at that point, to, like it was, and I really credit the Holy Spirit with this. Like I never doubted ever that same sex relationships were not God's will for me. I mean, mm. I was so sure that that wasn't his plan because I had lived in it enough to know that it wasn't bringing me life. Yeah. That isn't to say I didn't struggle. I struggled and fell a lot. I, I, I 
entered the faith and thought that it would be like, Ta-da! I mean, my theory was if Jesus could walk through walls, then Jesus could take away my same-sex attraction. Yeah. Like, that's his right. deal, right? Yeah. And <laughs> didn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> now, can I ask a little bit about how you, you spoke about how these relationships were sort of agonizing in, in, on some levels. Are you speaking more about, like, emotional dependency? Yeah. Like, all the, in these relationships, it was sort of trapped with yeah, all of these yeah i mean for me the same sex the same sex relationships that i was in i remember i i had this moment where i i was in this relationship and i put my hand on this woman's shoulder and i felt like i could see my soul leaving my fingers and mm. going into her mm-hmm. and my thought at the time was oh my gosh this is beautiful this is what love is wow and you know later i came to realize that's not what love is yeah that's what emotional dependency and relational idolatry. <laughs> well, you know, it's bring, you bring up a great point because we're kind of looking into this spiritual friendship type of thing. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? No. In like well, the gay Christian yeah. movement, yeah. side B, where it's like, right. you know, you can have a non-sexual yeah. uh, rela- same-sex relationship with somebody. Right. As if you can sort of not do the sexy things, but yet sort of foster maybe even a, a holy emotional dependency. Yeah, and I, I would say, you know, for me, after I after I followed Jesus this, and, and I discovered, you know, I, I started walking out of same-sex relationships in, in the sexual front, I had plenty of what I would call emotional dependencies. Mm. And emotional dependencies were a hot mess for me as well. I've had enough of those to know that they're obsessive, they're, they consume my heart in a way that doesn't leave me free to love others. And I think that's the thing. You know, when I, I'm married now, and it is so fundamentally different mm. to be to be <laughs> yoked with a man yeah, and, well and outward facing and bringing life <coughs> to the people around me. And he empowers me to bring life to people around me, and I empower him to bring life mm-hmm. to people around him. But we aren't like in this cocoon of... right. Ah, you yeah. know, it's that we're not, it was interesting. I mean, my story is long and, and, and there's lots of details, but I have this memory when I was in my healing process, I went to my pastor's wife and I said, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to feel towards a man what I feel towards a wow. woman. Mm-hmm. And she said, you probably aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, that's because what you're feeling for these women is this hunger that comes from this unhealed place. Yes. Wow. I don't have that hunger anymore. Wow. God has healed that place. Amen. Wow. And so... What I have from my husband is this this marvelous, like, wow, you're an amazing man, and I want to get behind you. Yes. I want you to be yeah. all that you can be. Like, you're right. incredible. I mean, I, there are days when I... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's a human, mind you. You step in front of him a few times. Um, there are, you know... I do have a question. Yeah. You mentioned kind of the cocoon, sort of mm. of the same gender relationship, maybe yeah. the same for men, probably, you know, in a different way. But sort of like what? Because I think some people would say, well, I've been so wounded. Mm. Men have never been there. Men have not right. been good for me. So, like, why can't I be in a cocoon? Why, why can't my relationship be a cocoon of romance from which I emerge sort of beautiful and, and fresh. I, 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 yeah. I play devil's advocate only not because I necessarily agree with the position, but because I think it's important to be able to, from people's personal experience, yeah. really understand why a cocoon in a relationship and the sameness and the gentleness and comfort that I get from someone who's far more like me than the yeah, other. Right, right, right. What, what's the danger in that? And even what, what made you want to 
be in the cocoon and not the challenge mm. of opposite gender relating. Well, so, you know, one of, I think about this kind of thing a lot. And I think one of the, well, first of all, I would say that the cocoon, the desire for the cocoon, which I no longer have, yeah, amen. is because of pain. Yeah. Like, I think a, any pain-driven relationship is going to be inherently destructive. Mm. Like, if, if you're, in, and that happens in heterosexual relationships, mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can get yourself in a situation with, with a guy where you're just like, oh, he makes me forget all my troubles. And everybody wants to forget all their troubles, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, when I think about <laughs> what kept me struggling and struggling and struggling after I had, I had become a Christian was that I was afraid of the pain. Like the pain hurt a lot. Yeah. And I think we need to be really reverent to the amount of pain that's involved with with sexual abuse and abandonment mm-hmm. and and stuff like that there's there's a <coughs> lot of pain there and so for me i i kept covering it i was like oh it hurts too much mm. and in fact it's interesting because i am well beyond that level of of pain but there has been one event that happened since i got married where i found myself wandering like i could feel myself bending towards a woman and mm. it was when we had a disrupted adoption Mm. So wow. we had we tried to adopt a baby. We had the baby in our arms for a week. Wow. Whoa. And then we lost the baby. Wow. And it just ripped me into shreds. Mm-hmm. And I just felt myself like there was a person and I felt myself, you know, they were a healthy person, but I was like, oh, I'm really mm. what? And I went to my husband, bless his heart. He's a living waters pro, right? <laughs> so I went to my husband and I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm like mm. bending like nothing. I can feel the, I can feel that same mm. thing. And he looked at me and goes, well, of course you are. Mm. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> you know, you're in so much pain. Why would you wow. not, why would your heart not instinctively wow. respond to that, which was going to cause you yes. to get some pain relief? Plus his heart. I love that guy. There, there's two things remarkable about that. A, because hopefully because of living waters and this idea of living in the light and vulnerability that you went to your husband with this, it wasn't like, okay, well this is, I can't go to him with this. This is bad. Like, yeah. Right. Right. But also the objectivity of like, okay, like not, not diminishing the longing, but like, that's not who you are. Like this desire that has emerged in light of what is a trauma that's traumatic to lose you know, this beautiful baby you thought was yours. It's like, but that's not your reality. Mm-hmm. And so to not then read into it, like, well, that's who you really are. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. you made it so far in your, your marriage, but really you're going back to who you are. It's like, no, that's just like the sin and the pain and the brokenness emerging in a painful place. And what a good reality check. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. And, and I think, you know, when in my early years, when I was in the midst of the struggle, I didn't know that pain was defining me wow so mm. i wouldn't necessarily res- i wouldn't have said like oh i, I don't i don't run to these women because i'm in pain all mm. i know is i'm really happy when i'm in these relationships i feel i feel no pain yeah. but i i didn't it was it took a long time for me to recognize oh actually what i need to do is open these wounds up to jesus and there is a place for these wounds in the cross and i can let him have all of this stuff that hurts so much so for me there was sexual abuse there were family dynamics Mm. that were very very destructive to femininity Mm. um and then there was also a divorce and abandonment Mm. and all the stuff and so all of those Mm. wounds it took me a while to trust jesus with them to say okay i'm gonna let you look at this and then 
and then he took them. <laughs> so in a way, uh, was it Living Waters that brought you subterranean, or what was what was your 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 course there? What what brought you to those levels of oh my gosh, I'm I'm in pain because I have these these areas that I really haven't even reckoned with, I haven't faced. Yeah, I think Living Waters was the first door yeah. for okay. that, and then also another. I mean, I think I, I can't remember how many times. <laughs> <laughs> but I was young, really young, back in the nineties. Of course, I was maybe three. No, just yeah. kidding. Um, <laughs> I was driving, and I was driving. Her, I was driving her to her first Living Waters. <laughs> um, but I was young in my healing process, so it was all pretty raw. I was one of the things I think that really caught me was that I wanted to get healed from same-sex attraction. Mm. Like, fix it, mm. right? I yeah. want to be a good Christian girl. Fix this so I can be a good Christian girl. I didn't, I hadn't connected the, oh, wait, there's wounds that God wants to move sure. on for the sake of freedom from the wounds. Yeah. I just wanted to be straight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, straighten this girl out. Christy May straight? Can I Google that? <laughs> yeah, there we'll find nothing. <laughs> nothing comes up. Okay, got it. So that maybe this will be that. <laughs> yeah, Christy May. We say it ten times in the algorithm. Make it Could so straight. Elon, do you have anything to do with Google? Elon, make us number one on Google. Christy May, May straight. straight. There we go. Amy Grant had just come out with that movie Straight Ahead or that song Straight Ahead, and I'm like, that's me. My anthem. My anthem. <laughs> make it so, Lord. My fight song. So um, I think my 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 perfectionism, my performance. I went to a high performing school. I I wanted to be a good Christian girl, mm. and so my desire wasn't really for healing for the sake of being free and being the creature God created me to be. My desire was to be a good Christian mm -hmm. and to not get in trouble. Mm. And that desire kept me from getting free for yes. a long time. Like that was really a trip for me. Yeah. Um, I actually think this is really important because yeah. I, f I find a lot of people in our world, young people especially, are are wanting sort of, I just want Jesus to take this away. Right. Of you course know? you do. Why would you not want that? Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go to bed and wake up straight, please? <laughs> <laughs> so how did, you, how did you work through that and who helped you to sort of alleviate that, that high expectation of, I need complete eradication of same-sex desire in order for me to be healed? Like that is my healing expectation. Well, I think there were a couple things. First of all, I was really blessed to be in a community of people who are fighting for freedom on all yes. fronts. Mm. Um, I think it was interesting. Mm. The Lord brought a lot of women struggling with infertility around mm. me, wow. which I thought was an interesting combination because I'm like, wow, these women are not actually getting what they want. Mm. <laughs> right? They're, they're not getting healed the way I think I should get healed. And, and so that brought wow. me to, okay, press into Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I need to press my my wounds into Jesus. I need to express my longings into Jesus. I need to say, okay, Jesus, if you never heal me. I remember this one friend of mine who was struggling with, with uh, infertility. She's like, I had to go to Jesus and say, if I never have a baby, I will still love you. Wow. And I was like, oh, that means I have to go to Jesus wow. and say, if I'm never straight, I will still love you. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and I will still press in and I will still follow you. And that was an important step That's important. of healing for yeah. me. Yeah. Because then it turned the focus from, Fix me, fix me, fix me. To mm -hmm. I, I am yours. Yeah. Do what you want. Wow. And and that again, just to clarify, we're talking about a seventeen year process. Right? <laughs> we're not talking about like. And then on day three, yeah, <laughs> you're like I give it all up to you, Lord. By the end of Lent, I was done. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, that was important, super yeah, important very for me. Important. I think um, the other thing that was important was my friends who struggled with sexual sin that was not same sex. Yes 
We're also like fighting for who am I really? And you know, Living Waters is great for that because it brings right. in people from all different kinds yes. of struggles. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is the great like equalizer. We're mm. all yes. needing to find our true self in Jesus. Yeah. And it's not really about how you feel. Um, <laughs> And, and I, I think, yeah. yeah, and I just, I like that because as someone who doesn't struggle with same-sex same sex attraction, but as a single person, different than infertility, I'm not making the connection, but I'm like, oh, I really want a husband. Right. Like, I would love that, but Lord, I will love you even if I don't yeah. have that. I had to come to that myself in a less dramatic yeah. way, but I do think sometimes with people who do struggle with same-sex attraction, they become special. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, well, I'm special with my yeah. sort of brokenness and you wouldn't really get it. And I actually get to keep mine right? because mm. it's so essential and yours is less. And so it's really helpful to be like, well, no, mine's really hard and really deep seated, but I'm not exempt from the same mandate mm. as everyone else. Yeah. And that's probably what keeps you a little more on the road is like, oh, I'm not on my own little narrow right. path with my special friends who are just like me. Right. There is something about, just recognizing, okay, I have an imperative yeah. <laughs> to be a gift. Whatever that looks like, that's right. the truth. My feelings, valid, don't define that. And so I carry on with other people who are doing the same thing. And it probably helps you mm. <laughs> yeah. stay on the path. I think one of the real challenges with the same-sex attraction is that because it's an identity-based yes. problem, like it... It, it's so hard not to have it be my identity. Yes. Like, like I remember this other same sex. I mean, the worst thing for me was to go partner up with all the other women who were struggling with yes. sex. And I'm like, we're in this together. Yes. And then we were in this together. And so that was not so good. <laughs> so, maybe not. <laughs> maybe need a boundary there. Let's stick with the married women as our accountability. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. So, but I think because it is an identity-based thing, it does feel like who I am yes. mm. in a way that I think like when I lost, when we lost that yeah. baby, I didn't feel like, oh, bereft of child is who I am. Yeah. Mm. I, it wasn't the same identity sure. problem. So I think, I think that I have a lot of compassion yeah. for this reluctance to say, well, don't say that I'm the same as everyone else. Cause there is that identity issue. Mm. And, and that took, that also took a long time. I remember, you guys remember Leanne Payne, right? Mm -hmm. yes, yes. So Leanne Payne had this conference and I was probably 20 something. And I went to this conference and she had this garden of the heart prayer. She called it. And she says, close your eyes and imagine your gar your heart is the garden and look at all the beautiful things that the Lord has put in this garden. And I actually, I have this in my journal. I literally saw dirt. Mm. Oh. I was like, I have no idea who I am. None. Ah. Mm. And that pain right there is an additional pain that, I mean, on top of the, blah, 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 yeah. all the abuses and things, there's also the pain of no identity mm. that, that was so hard for me to go, okay, Jesus, I'll let you have this. So you asked me what kind of got me through. First of all, as I said, it was a long process, but Towards the, towards the freedom end of that process, I, I realized that I had to let Jesus have all of me mm. because I was hurting other people. Mm. I got to this point where I'm like, you know what? This lesbian neurosis thing is, is, dis is destroying God's children. Mm. Oh. Like uh, me wow. acting out on it, yeah. me drawing another in and, and keeping them from their healing process. Yeah. Let me be your balm. Like I, I, there was like the lights came on a couple of different things happened. I was like, Oh my gosh, it doesn't dignify the other. It does not dignify the other and it destroys the other. Yeah. And I think to myself, my gosh, I've hurt, 
I'm wounding people. Wow. So I remember, I distinctly remember sort of going to this, there was this woman, her name was Sally Russ. And uh, I said to her, I said, she's older women. And I said, um, I need to be put in Christian jail. <laughs> You need to just remove me from the equation. Protect me, me from up. myself oh, like, and yeah. from the community. <laughs> right, like just lock me up. And she's like, you can move into our garage, which I did. Um, <laughs> That's kind of like being in jail, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Pretty kinda. close. Not, no, no bathroom. It was cold. Anyhow. Oh, gosh. Um, but, but she was like, she, she started speaking life into me. She oh. said, you know, the Lord has given me a new middle name for you, and it's Victorious. Wow. So for the 18 months that I lived with her, every morning I had to go oh. into her house for breakfast, and every morning she would say, good morning, Christy Victorious. And every wow. night she'd say, good night, Christy wow. Victorious. And she was just going to speak the truth yes. of right. who she knew I was. And in a sense, it was like the first flower in the garden. It's like, oh, you wow. are Christy Victorious. Wow. And I think... Um, we need like these prophetic voices. We need these prophetic voices. Yeah. We really, really do. And I think that... that the, the men and women of the church who don't struggle need to know that they are the yep. prophetic voices Amen. in these lives. Let's say, you know, I see you not just, you know, with your gifting, but I see you. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I think, um, you know, we have to posture ourselves to hear that. I mean, she was one of those get up at four o'clock in the morning and pray for people, people, mm. well, which enabled her to see. In fact, there's a lot of women in my life that when I go back to them and say, how did you know what to say? They say, well, I didn't know, but I got up at four o'clock in the wow. morning and prayed. Wow. And I'm like, wow, that's really humbling. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that is the yeah. solution. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. It's not a book that I can read. <laughs> right. It's not exactly. just reading Lee and Payne. It's actually putting in the work. Yeah, yeah, exactly.